0: you have an airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host how many people now look around every time they step through a door before remembering that the forbidden door is just a term and it doesn't mean anything like you know i go outside i'm like oh my gosh i'm gonna see someone from new japan Honestly, everything I've just said actually makes no sense. But hello, my name is for What Culture. Thank you for joining me as always. I am the master of the ups and downs, which means absolutely nothing. But I do have this, the most powerful thing on the planet, the finger of power that does indeed watch wrestling. That's right, I watch it like this. And when it likes something, it gives it an up. And when it doesn't like something, it gives it a down. So let's apply that to the latest episode of AEW Rampage and see how we all get on. Let us up those downs. Our first match on AEW Rampage was Rapongi Vice versus the Young Bucks, and do not forget, Rampage is filmed straight after Dynamite, so these fans had just watched Hangman Adam Page versus Lance Archer in a death match. So, understandably, they were quite tired, and although they were quite quiet to begin with, this match was so good, and it was so nuts, and it was so bonkers. In around about five minutes they were all losing their minds. There was no mucking around either because Rampage is only 60 minutes. So Nick Jackson got thumped to the outside by Trent. When Rocky Romero found him, he gave him a Rana before he chucked him back in the ring. The almost exact same thing then happened to Matt to the point the Jacksons were like, man, this is not worth it. Screw it. We're out of here. We're going up the entranceway. We're going to go through the heel tunnel and we're going home. This was all a ruse though as the Bucks were able to hit them with a couple of super kicks and we were like, ha ha ha, we got you. You didn't see it coming. And then after they had fought back in the ring, only to come back outside the ring, Nick Jackson hit the stupidest dive you've ever seen in your life. Now, Orange Cassidy didn't appreciate this, so he kind of wound the young bucks up before he went under the ring. Now, of course, Matt and Nick were like, well, we know you're there. We saw you. So they reached in, and who did they pull out none other than Dan Housen, and I was just having the best time and you still get people going oh I don't like it because it's so stupid and yes that's the whole point it is stupid which is why it's brilliant he instantly cursed Matt and Nick Jackson which worked because they got taken out by a couple of dives and as ever as soon as his work was done Dan Housen was like all right chaps it was nice seeing you and he walked off I love Dan Housen. and what should happen on all AEW shows is that when Dan Housen isn't on the screen everybody else is going but where the flub is Dan Howland from here all four guys just hit the go button to the point there's no point me trying to recount it to you because I wouldn't be able to do it but we did have one move that could only be described as like a doomsday knee strike I mean, it was flubbing ridiculous. There was then a bunch of German suplexes, a bunch of super kicks, a tombstone attempt that was turned into the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment the surprise roll up, an attempt at the more bang for your buck, which ended with an avalanche German suplex, and if you can believe it, All of those moves happened one after the other, and nobody even tripped up. Trent then hit the strong zero for an excellent near falls. The Young Bucks were like, okay, well, we can do that too. And they hit the best Melter ever for yet another close two count. And then it was just move, 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 go, 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 jump up, jump left. We'll do every single thing in the wrestling handbook before finally Rocky Romero did get hit by the BTE trigger and the Young Bucks won but you just have to give this a round of applause. If you like tag team fun being stuck into your veins and then pumped full of it, you gotta go watch it. And also never understand how they did this in around about 10 to 12 minutes. Like I can barely go to the back, and they must have done 62,809 manoeuvres. It's so obviously getting up. It then got even more fun because Orange Cassidy was in the ring and he made sure to punch out Brandon Cutler because poor guy, nobody likes him. But he then got taken out by a bunch of super kicks. And when Trent got in there, the Young Bucks ran off before flubbing Jay White was here. He hit the Blade Runner onto Trent and then he just went, ah, uh-uh, I've done my stuff. And he left. So as I always say, I'm a big fan of fun. This honestly was just fun being thrown right into my face. Dare I call it tremendous. Ricky Starks then told us on commentary that next week we're going to get powerhouse Will Hobbs taking on Dante Martin to see who's going to qualify for the Revolution pay-per-view ladder match. And I like that because obviously there's a bunch of story there. When we cut to Brian Danielson. He wasn't really bothered that John Moxie had teamed up with CM Punk on Dynamite, because that's just a one-night stand, whereas he wants a long-term relationship when he got interrupted by Matt Seidel and Lee Moriarty. So bring it down, that is 19 in AEW, 58 in all of wrestling, long-live dumb wrestling tropes. Along on the, the shore of it, though, is that they didn't appreciate Brian just throwing their names around. So Lee wants to take on Daniel on Dynamite. And I was like, man, you gotta give that to me. They are gonna do it and Mike, my words, it'll be pure fire. It was then right into Britt Baker versus Robin Renegade. And I am just gonna level with you. Robin Renegade is one of the best names I've heard in professional wrestling for a while to the point that even if she had sat down here and read me a book, I would have found a way to give it an up. But that aside, this was still solid, solid stuff. Up. We also had a bunch of narrative thrown in here as well because Jamie Hayter didn't come out with Britt Baker so you're asking yourself why and the whole time you were kind of glancing around going... Well, is Mercedes Martinez going to turn up? Because she got a relationship with Britt too. And it really didn't affect Baker too much because she was in control for most of it. But I understand, look, you've got to do these showcase matches. You have to introduce new talent at some point. But ain't nobody watching this going, well, Robin Renegade's going to win, even though she absolutely would win a name contest. So basically, after a few shine spots for Double R, she did get Wan with the Kerm Stomp and Britt Baker beat her for the one, two, three. But that was not the end of this because, of course, the dentist is a bad person. So she got her her glove and she applied the locked jaw what the hell was going to happen it of course meant that Thunder Rosa ran out to make the save and for some reason she ran up like this like she was carrying some kind of cake and it was so entertaining she should do this every single time but it didn't work because it was this juncture where Jamie Hate was like okay well I should go down there now but also out came Mercedes Martinez because she hates Thunder Rosa they beat everybody up All of this made sense. And it finally finished with all of them getting pulled apart, but I'm enjoying the multiple angles here. Obviously, also, long live Robin Renegade. We then got the most wonderful back and forth video between Layla Hirsch and Chris Statlander, when we were reminded that Layla Hirsch was basically abandoned by her parents when she was a kid. So Chris went, well, look, if your attitude was the same when you were a child, No wonder your parents gave up on you. And I was like, wait, did she say that? I had to rewind it to watch it twice. So we are not mucking around. I mean, if you are going to take a shot, you may as well take a shot. And I am looking forward to that match. I think it's going to have pure heat to it now. When my friends... It was time for Hook. And now look, you love Hook, I love Hook, we all love Hook. The fans on this night loved Hook. But I just want to take a moment and give a shout out to Blake Lee, who was QT Marshall's rookie that he had announced last week. Because he went into this and he totally understood his role. Like he couldn't have understood it anymore. It's like, okay... Hook's over there. We gotta make him look as good as possible, even though Hook can make his own self look as good as possible. That didn't make any sense, but there was even one moment where he did the Samoa Joe spot where he went for the dive off the ropes and Hook just went, alright, bro. And he got out the way that always works. Once again, it made Hook look great, which is why I wanna shout out Blake. And this was exactly what you'd expect it to be. It went around about three minutes and eventually Lee did have to tap out because he got in the red rum. And the Hook was like, awesome, sweet, that's another job done. I guess I'll go to the back and just be like, man, I'm Hook, I'm really cool. So this push just continues to be great and I cannot wait until he gets into a proper feud. Because you've got some naysayers out there going, oh, he's going to be rubbish when he has to have long matches. Oh, yeah, I will take that bet. He will absolutely smash it. And we're not going to give it an up because I get it. Everyone on social media, (laughs) fine. Every time we give Hook an up. We're going to call it a hooker. Now, look, I don't think this is a good idea. And if my mum and dad watch this, I don't know how I'm going to explain it to them. But yes, hook does something good. <laughs> he gets a- Just mark the upbox. Somehow we did fit all of this into Rampage without it feeling like a powder keg that was about to burst. And we still had our main event that was for the AEW Tag Team titles. That was the Jurassic Express taking on the ass book. Excuse me. The Gun Club. And surprise, surprise. This was really good too. Up. For one, Austin and Colton Gun are far better than we give them credit for, and surely this was a great showcase for them. And as we already know, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus just improve every single week. I mean, their chemistry has always been there, but I swear it's growing. And the idea here was to absolutely try and convince you that the Gun Club could win. To the point, ironically, they started to act like asses, including when Colton blind-tagged himself in, and he just murked Jungle Boy with his lariat. I sat there and I was like, well. Well, that's it, he's dead. They also did everything they could to stop Jungley Jim tagging in Luchasaurus, which is a very smart idea because he's a prehistoric creature, people. But you know how wrestling goes. You tease this for a bit, you tease this for a bit. Eventually, you do get the hot tag honestly. There are few better people at doing it in wrestling than Luchasaurus. I mean, he just threw these guys around like worms, whatever that means, and he gave them a double chokeslam, and he hit a standing moonsault. And don't forget, that is massively impressive for someone who is basically a T-Rex. I mean, you never saw that in Jurassic Park. There was also this awesome turnaround on the outside, where Jungle Boy did go for a dive, the gun club got out of the way, so he accidentally hit Luchasaurus, and then when he got back in the rim, he got nailed with the tag team title, and I tell you, the near fall on this was so close to three that if you watch it back, you may go, wait a minute, wait a minute. That should be the end. That was flubbing brilliant. So this will make you feel all warm and fuzzy in your tum-tum because it is four guys that are proper AEW born and bred doing their thing. And of course, on the outside, we had something between Billy Gunn and Christian Cage because you have to do it. And then back in the ring, just as a little salute to Christian, Jungle Boy hit the kill switch. He got the one, two, three. These guys are still your tag team champions. But seriously, let's not sleep on the gun club anymore. And let's ensure to focus them down the line. And all of this came together to prove that one hour may be the perfect length For a wrestling show because it just zooms so effortlessly and by the end you feel like a little kid so of course overall it's getting it up now please do leave a comment below and let us know what you thought about last night's episode of rampage like the video share the video and subscribe head on over to whatculture.com where you can read articles like this with your eyes make sure you follow us on social media we have a ton of videos including smackdown ups and downs go and watch it then watch this again just click videos that's all we really want. My name is Simon. Wat culture? Thank you for joining me as always. Make sure you have a lovely weekend and I'll see you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter.